This is a Symposium Podcast with E. Wright and Romero. Before before the ADHD kind of became a thing, because I didn't really realize I had ADHD for about two years ago. Like, I knew I had it, mm-hmm. but I never realized it affected me throughout my adult life. And we can get more into that later. But, um... I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we are uh, in the cloud, you know, breezy. <laughs> We're just going to get going here. Um, in the middle of the host, could you tell the people who you are, sir? Hello, my name is Jake Sherbing. I'm a mental health practitioner here in uh, the cloud, St. Cloud to be specific. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Jake, thank you for uh, coming on. We yeah, greatly yeah. appreciate that. Thanks Ant. for having me. It's gone. Yeah, and just it. like that, our background <laughs> is gone. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You do your goddamn job. Oh, man. No, I'm disappointed. I thought we had it. We do. We do. It's going to be great for everybody. <laughs> there it is. There it is. What the hell is that? You click something, exit, you see their little rat, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, we're good. <laughs> for our listening audience. Right. Uh, yeah, for the listening audience. <laughs> our, our background has disappeared, or their background, I guess. I'm just a guest of the show. <laughs> Jake has decided he is on, he's going to be a, a co-host now. <laughs> <laughs> for for this, uh, this podcast. Only. Yeah. But uh, like I was saying, now I got to watch this. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so, let's get going. What do you do as a mental health I was, practitioner? I was really like, <laughs> damn, what is that, actually? <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, but for the listening audience and you here, um, a mental health practitioner, we, I go home to home working with clients. Uh, <laughs> for me specifically, I work with uh, children, uh, help build the skills, help with uh, teaching parents and other caregivers, just kind of... How to manage their child, essentially. Yeah. Or help build skills to help them, um, you know, parent and help kids, you know. Do their thing. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, And just to be clear, when it comes to a mental health practitioner, there are two areas, right? You have ARMS, which is for adults, and then you have CTSS, which is for kids. Correct. Yeah. yeah, please jump in and uh, help me explain this. Yes, so we, <laughs> I am also an MHP. We together? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. We're in cahoots. Yeah, it's <laughs> tight. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, but you're not on the ARM side. You're more on the CTSS yep, side. Uh, all CTS, I haven't worked with ARMS, but I'm interested in. Your so, time will come. Yeah. Yeah. And ARMS is adults? Yep. yep. So is that the side you're on or you're on? That's the side that I'm, oh, I'm mixed. Yeah, yeah, I do both. Okay. Um, but I lean towards arms. Mm. But yeah. Kids are fun, though. Yeah. They, they can be. <laughs> they can, they, they can, can be. be. You never know what's going to happen with kids. Yeah. I've already shared uh, some stories about elopement and fucking up my knee. Yeah. 
I don't so, think I've heard the fucking up your knee part. Oh, uh, you I'll <laughs> I'll play the episode for you. All right. <laughs> I was going to say that was about to go. Y'all keep talking. Uh, All right. Goddamn technology. It's the screensaver, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so we'll keep going while my man E adjusts that. So question for you here. Right. Um, one of the things that we've talked about is as a mental health practitioner, you not only working with kids and stuff, but you kind of having some similar, say, traits maybe? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, Want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, so when I was about seven or eight, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an adult uh, in therapy, you talk to my therapist, and I still have all the traits of ADD, not so much ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in the process of getting diagnosed or getting looked at getting diagnosed, but uh, as you know, with ADHD, it doesn't go away. Right. Or I guess the H goes away, but the uh, attention de- deficit disorder doesn't necessarily go away. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, compared to your childhood, what does it look like in adulthood? Uh, it's such a, such a hard question to answer because it's like, it's just, so with ADHD for me, when people, so this is all the topic that you had in the text message where mm-hmm. it's like growing up ADHD, it was such a hard concept because like, for me, it wasn't growing up with ADHD. For me, it's just growing up. For me, this is just normal life. Yeah. And so when people are like, what is normal? I don't know what the fuck normal is when it comes to like neurotypical mm-hmm. uh, adults or kids. Like, I don't know. I can only compare myself to other people and kind of get an idea of what that is. Sure. That's a fair response. But what about the knowledge that you, you know, knowing about ADHD, right? Yeah. You know about certain behaviors yep. and what you call normal might not be what it is to a typical yeah. person, right? Yeah. So I see it a lot in my clients. Uh, it seems like all, a lot of my clients who have um, autism, they also are, they have a attention deficit disorder or hyperactive disorder. ADHD. Words are hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So some of the traits I noticed is, um, like, one thing that I used to do as a kid, I, would, I had uh, speech problems. Uh-huh. And listeners can probably hear it a little bit. I tend to mumble a lot. It's hard for me to... Um, articulate words sometimes, uh-huh. and some of the kids that I work with, they'll come up and be like, da, 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 da. you know, yeah. and I'm like, what? I'll turn to mom like, what, what did he just say? And he's like, da, 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 da. And mom's like, fuck oh, do I know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's that was one of the early struggles that I had is I couldn't like talk. Uh-huh. And I remember the story that my mom always tells me. Wait, before you do, sorry, just adjust this. All right, sorry, man. No, good, 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 good. Okay. Um, so one of the stories that my mom always tells me is one with my uh, late grandpa. Uh, he used to call me Jakey. Yeah. And one day I came up to him and I was like, ah, call me. Ah. And he's like, what did you say? I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And he turned to my mom and he's like, what is he saying? He's like, oh, he said, don't call me Jakey. He doesn't like it. Yeah. And so growing up, I uh, did a lot of speech classes. Um, went to preschool early on to help build those skills. I rode in the special van to school. Nice. Um, and then once my speech got better, I was part of the regular uh, general classes. Mm-hmm. And then around when I was seven or eight, I don't really remember so much because this was second grade, but I remember my teacher just constantly getting on me, constantly yelling at me. I just thought she was kind of like a hag of a teacher. Sure. And uh, But... She brought it to my 
parents' attention that she thinks I had ADHD. Went in and get tested, find out that they, or they diagnosed me with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Started taking medicine for it. Um, I don't really remember this, but my parents just, they kind of just told me that when I'm on that medicine, I'm just not, I wasn't the same person. I was very mellow. Wasn't that hyperactive child that they're used to. I was just calm. But they had me on it during school days just so I could focus and sit down. Right. And then when I was in third grade, um, the teacher really kind of like drew to my strengths. So I was really, really good at math. Um, when it comes to those uh, addition tables, multiplication, like I was probably top of my class, if not like two or three, getting those done right away. I don't know if you had those competitions where it's like, who can get done yeah. the first? I was always like the first one. And if I, I didn't was very much first, last. I was last. <laughs> and um. uh, same with like reading. I was always ahead. So this teacher was, uh, when I got done, typically I would get bored and then I would start acting up. But she was very much like, oh, hey, here's some, this is what we're working on next week and next week. She kept giving me more things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the screen is bothering you. It's, it? yeah, it's turn turn it off. Yeah, turn it off. Yeah. We're not meant to have good things, I guess. No. Not yet. <laughs> you will you will grab that. Technical so, difficulties as usual. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just kind of continue the story of, I guess, my childhood with ADHD or like my experience with it. Yeah. Um, in fifth grade, uh, my parents started wanting to take me off of it. My teacher, who actually has ADHD at the time, I didn't know it, but like now looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, he definitely had ADHD. He was a very hyperactive teacher, mm-hmm. great teacher. Um, but they worked together to get me off of it. And then after that, my ADHD kind of became just an afterthought. Like I forgot about it for about 15 years until uh, a couple of years recently. Yeah. Okay. And I like that you mentioned um, that the teacher you know, sort of play to your strengths yeah. in certain ways. Because one thing that I kind of wonder about, especially now in your field, how mm. do you use your strengths? Yeah, so if I see a kid who's motivated towards, especially because uh, we were talking earlier, if they're like into, like if they really, really want to play Minecraft or that reward afterwards, I, I bring up that reward. Mm-hmm. And if they let's say, uh, want to do things a certain way, I lean into that. So, like my one client who we're working on early morning chores, right? Uh-huh. And he's like, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to get all this done. And nobody believed that he was going to do it. And I was like, okay, if you, if you do it, our side, like if you get everything done before, we get, before I get here, yeah, we'll just play, we'll just play the, the entire session. Mm-hmm. And the... The first time he did it, he did it at midnight. And then the second time he, he got up at seven and actually did it. And I was like, cool. All right. We're, we're not doing anything except we're playing. But that's because like, you did what you said you'd do. So I try to lead into their motivations and I try to lead into their strengths. Okay. That's good. And then, uh, yeah, just keep them interested and engaged. It, it can be hard because when it comes to ADHD, one of the main things is you get, you lose your motivation easily. So you get bored very, very easily. And we can kind of talk about like the pillar. I don't know what it's called the pillars. There's like four main motivation. Okay. And I watched this uh, YouTube video and the way they described it as, is it's like a bridge, right? And everybody has the same bridge and there's four motivations. Everyone has the same motivations across this bridge and the motivations are planks along this like wooden bridge the like the wooden swing bridge uh-huh. like you know in cartoons 
it seems like they're like the characters are always trying to cross this wood bridge. I'm thinking like Pokemon specifically because it's yeah. like every episode they're crossing the bridge and the bridge falls and they go into this giant cavern. I'm like, why? Why the fuck is all these bridges here? <laughs> <laughs> like, where is modern technology in the show? Uh, but anyway, so the four motivations is there's um, pressure. There's like a deadline. It's like immediate. Like uh, homework is due tomorrow. Okay, we gotta get this done. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is interest. Like what interests you? What are you engaged with? What do you like? There's new and novel. So is it exciting? Is it different? And then there's challenging. Does it challenge you? Okay. And so what happens is on this bridge, everyone will every once in a while will lose different planks. But when it comes to near typical. Uh, kids and your typical adults it's only a few planks and it's not that it, the bridge is hard to cross but it's crossable like you just have to step over those planks when it comes to adhd it's not just a few planks it's like the half the bridge is gone and yeah so, and sometimes it's really hard to cross that bridge and it can be things that you've done before it can be things that like you easily cross this bridge in the past and it was no problem before but then you get to it like a couple of weeks later and you just can't cross it and for a while before I, like, I realized I still had ADHD and realized, hey, hey, it's still a thing, I was always left wondering, like, why, why can't I finish this paper right now? Why, um, why can't I finish this um, story that I want to finish? Why can't I... Basically just finish a task. Yeah, why can't I mow lawn or something like that? Why yeah. can't I put dishes away right now? It's, um, it's hard. Sure. So it's like half your bridge is gone and it's like I can't cross this bridge. But like if you don't understand it, it's like you just don't know. So that do you have any questions at all? Um, I was just gonna ask if you could answer what does a um like a typical session look like for you with like the oh, kids you yeah. work with? Yeah. So not to get into any like specifics, yeah. but uh, typically I start the session out uh, just saying, "Hey, what's going on? How's your week been? Or yeah. how's it been? How have you been since?" Um, I last seen you. I'll talk to parents. Typically, just get a sense of what's happening. Yeah. Uh, then we would work on different skills, whatever they're working on. Um, do that for about thirty minutes to an hour. It really depends. And then after that, um, if they're able to do what we were needing yeah. to do, then we would usually spend the remaining part of the session just uh, playing or doing whatever they gotcha. want to do. Okay. But it really depends too on the session. If I'm working with kids. Specifically, that's what it looked like. If I'm yeah. working with parents, oh, uh, tip, so it's, it's either or. Okay. Yeah. Well, like the kid is my client, yeah. but a lot of times it's um, helping parents manage their children. Yeah. I, I feel like manage is not the right word. Was there a better you're, word than manage? Than, you're helping. You're helping the parents navigate. Yeah. How to tend to the child. Mm. Yep. Okay. And help build their skills. So. Yeah. Every, and the skills. Yeah. Yeah. They're every session is different. Okay. But, or every client is different, but mm-hmm. that's the general layout. Yeah. I mean, you can plan for a session, right? And you can have everything down to a T. But once you go into the session, it might not be the way you planned gotcha. it to. You just kind of got to play it yeah. by, play yeah. by yeah. ear. I, I learned just to be flexible. Yeah. Uh, okay. bef- before I was a mental health practitioner, I was a behavior technician. Yeah. Uh, worked in the applied behavior analysis. Okay. And it's very similar. Uh, you rapport build, you do pairing. Yeah. Um, and then you do different programming. And then in between that, you rapport build, program, rapport build. And you can have a very good idea what's going on. But, yeah. like, when you work with uh, kids who are autistic or who have ADHD, 
you just got to play with their, uh, yeah. their motivations. Gotcha. So gotcha. I learned that you have to be very, very flexible. Mm-hmm. So have a general plan of what you want to do, but then you got to adapt. Be ready to just go yeah. off if you need to go yeah. off the schedule. Okay. And that's why it's hard to work with kids sometimes because yeah. you've got to constantly <laughs> yeah. adjust. You yeah. have no idea uh, what their, what their uh, mood is, what they're like, what their motivation is. Right. They and what, what, what age are, what age range? Um, currently, I mean, two, uh, three to like 18 for kids. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, my experience, I worked from, I think the youngest was three, the oldest 55. Really? Yeah. Okay. So it's, yeah, I definitely got a, uh, quite <laughs> the experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, in your field, I'm sure you've worked with a variety of children yourself because you tell me stories for yeah. God's sakes. Yeah. I'm sure you've worked with people who, um, who are ADHD, or excuse me, Man. who had ADHD. Oh, for sure. Can I yeah. flip the script for real sure. quick? Yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you a question. What do you do? Um, I work at a high school. I'm, I'm, oh, uh, I'm okay. A, I'm um, a special education teacher. Oh. Forgot his title for yeah. a second. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you're definitely very yeah. much in the same field. All right. So that's, yeah. why, that's why I'm like, oh, okay. It, it, makes, it makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's see. Um, but to go back to talking about challenges and... <clears throat> you know, some of the things that you experienced growing up. I'm curious to know how that affected you in terms of relationships. Not even just dating, but just building friendships. How did that go for you? Yeah, um, I, I never really had a hard time making friends. I think that was always a, a skill set for me. I could talk to kids. Mm-hmm. I, can, I had my group of friends, and it was always growing and evolving. Um, I think the hard thing was is I definitely at- attracted attention to a lot of uh, bullies. So I did get bullied a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I never really quite understood why uh, ADHD might be a part of it. I could have been viewed as like annoying or that hyperactive kid. I could see myself uh, being targeted for that reason. Okay. I don't really quite, you know, I didn't really ask them like, hey, why are, you, uh, why are you constantly picking on me? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, like, why would you be targeted just because you're bopping around? But I don't know. That's kids, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> kids are idiots. Man. But I guess, like, <laughs> but I, I was always the person who fought back to the boys, so it never like lasted long. Oh yeah, okay. Solid. So like, yeah, like if I got picked on, I, I picked back. Like I fought back. Yeah, good. So it was never like a long lasting thing, but it was definitely like I did. I had my, uh, I had my few fights. There, you had moments. Up. Yeah, when you I had- was. Targeted yeah. for like months, a couple of weeks or months, and then it would like end. Okay. Well, then what about your relationships? How, how was that for you? Yeah, so um, where, where, where do we start? Because I, <laughs> I, I, have, I have like over a decade of stories when it comes to relationships. Um, holy shit. <laughs> what? Um... But I, I guess I, I, so my... Recently, my sister, my middle sister, uh, she got recently diagnosed with ADHD, and that surprised me. Uh huh. Because I never viewed her as someone who was um, hyperactive or like had a attention deficit disorder. But it, like it made sense when I thought about it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with like uh, girls growing up, they never really get diagnosed. They have a trouble. Like the signs aren't as obvious when, when it comes to like males. We're yeah. always hyperactive. We're bouncing around. Mm-hmm. Whereas with females, they learn to cope and mask a little bit differently, and so it's it's harder to diagnose, especially back then. So she was recently diagnosed. My youngest sister hasn't been diagnosed, but it's pretty obvious that she has it. Mm-hmm. So um, our thinking is all three of us 
have ADHD. And so one of the things about all three of us is we have the tendency to balance from relationship to relationship to relationship. Okay. So anytime one of us would get broken up with or we would uh, dump the other person, we were in a relationship within like two or three weeks after Ooh. that. God damn. Yeah, and that was all three of us. I actually hold the record between the three of us of the <laughs> longest. Uh, originally, it was uh, 88 days. I even counted. <laughs> so it was, it was 88 days, and then um, a few like years ago, I, I made a conscious effort to not date anyone for like the longest time until I met the right person. Nice. And so I waited about... It, or I didn't wait, but like it, I was single for about 15 months, and that was really, really weird for me to... like. Yeah, was, what's that like for you in that time? Um, it, it was hard because, like, because initially after getting out of a relationship, and this was the toxic relationship that I was telling you about mm -hmm. previously, um, I did jump in another relationship, but I made it sure it was like it was nothing serious, mm -hmm. and she very much was like that. Like, I don't want anything like long term, and I kept fighting myself trying to push for it long term because I wanted that someone. Because I felt like I needed it, but I was like, no, it's not good. Like my logical brain's like, no, it's not like we're not right for each other. Mm -hmm. You don't need a relationship right now. You just need to take time for yourself. But that other part of the brain's like, no, you, you need somebody. So it's it was yeah. hard at first, but after a while, it got easier, and I enjoyed being by myself. Whereas once I got back into a relationship, I was like, ah, I kind of I kind of miss like living by myself and not having <laughs> to worry about yeah. entertaining or not. Uh, just like worrying about being with somebody else, because when you're living alone, you just you do your thing. And yeah, it's just you, right? Yeah, yeah. And it is entertaining someone in a way, especially when you don't really see a future with that person, like yep. long term. Um, but to hear that you would go from like one relationship to another, there's not much time in between. Where does that stem from? Oh. Like I know we're talking about ADHD, but there has to be more to it. Yeah. So before, before the ADHD kind of became a thing, because I didn't really realize I had ADHD for about two years ago. Like I knew I had it, mm -hmm. but I never realized it affected me throughout my adult life. And we can get more into that later. But um, I'm sorry, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> so by the way, that is an ADHD <laughs> too, where I, like, I lose track of the topic itself. So talking about relationships and not really having much time in between oh, relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always thought it was like my parents, because growing up, my parents had a very pretty healthy relationship. They're always together. And for me uh, specifically, I always, like, growing up, I was like, oh, yeah, I just want to, like, find that person like my parents have. I want to like meet that person in high school, get married and have kids right away because that's what they did. Right. And so that's was always like the dream of mine. Mm -hmm. And that was always the dream of like my sisters too. And so that's what we all tried to do, but we all failed miserably at it. <laughs> <laughs> at least with like our high school relationships. Sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, and that's kind of like, I don't know, I can't tell you what, like, where the ADHD part comes into it or why it's an ADHD thing. Mm -hmm. I think it is, but I'm not, I'm not sure why. Sure. And just for the listeners, I'm not an ADHD spec uh, expert at all. I'm just somebody who has it and deals with it. And just talking from your perspective. Yeah, exactly. Just a man with ADHD. Exactly. Um, do you have any questions at all, E? No, no, no. Okay. okay. Uh, well, one of the things that I was thinking about is, what about... Um, 
I, why can't I think of this word? Impulsivity? How do you say that word? Sounded right to me. Fucking, I need a dictionary. <laughs> like impulsiveness, right? Yeah. Where does that come in? Um, yeah. So the impulsiveness is just like the urge to go off a whim. Mm-hmm. So I think for the most part, I have a pretty good control of it. But um, we were talking before we started uh, taping, uh, like the Minecraft thing. Like yeah, I yeah. Have clients who are like really into it, and I just like. I got really, really into it, and so I caved and bought it, and then you know, been playing pretty much since I bought it. Stayed up till two, two thirty, two thirty a.m. Played about six hours. I didn't even realize what time it was. Uh, me and my girlfriend were playing. She fell asleep on the couch, and then she woke me up. It was like, "Take us two I'm like, "Oh, okay, shit, I gotta go to bed." So, um, my next question for you is. What was my next question? See, I have to think back myself. So now as an adult, I mean, I know that you, you're taking some sort of medication, right? And you've been doing that since you were a kid. Mm-mm. You're not? No, no medication. So then that brings, that brings me to my yeah. question. What are your sort of routines or strategies to tend to that? Yeah, so... A lot of, so I didn't really have a whole lot of routine or strategies. I kind of just live. So it's kind of a hard question to ask or answer, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was self-medication. So I used to drink a lot. Uh-huh. So not to the point where I'm getting drunk every night, but just enough to like slow everything down. So that's a lot of what I did. And it ended up being not so much like an addiction problem, but there is, this is how... Uh, addiction comes into play with ADHD. I was mm-hmm. wondering that too. Yeah, because okay. like when it comes to, like we get attached to things. We get attached to certain hobbies or um, substances where we just need that constant filler. Yeah. Like uh, if you, phones is definitely like we're, I'm constantly on my phone. Yeah. So a lot of the self or some of the, my routines is giving me that time to kind of go off those impulses to medicate. So when I get home, typically I'll spend an hour or two by myself just doing what I need to do, either on my phone, just relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just when I'm in the moment where I need to do something, be trying to focus. Okay. What's, um, so the no medication part, what, what was that? Like, was it just like you like saying like, well, I don't, you want to stay away from Medication? Uh, or? No, so I had medication when I was a kid, and yeah. my parents wanted off, wanted me off of it because I was very much a different kid when I was right. on it. Okay. I was yeah. very mellow. I was yeah. very just not myself. Just not yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so for, like I said, 15 years, because I was off of it when I was 10, Okay. and then I kind of, like, my hyperactivity part of it yeah. went down. And so for 15 years, was it 10? I'm 29. I didn't know about it till 20, 17 years. Yeah. I didn't know about it. So I just lived life as normal. Right. And just kind of coped and dealt with it as I went along. I didn't really realize it was, uh, I had ADHD problems. I thought it was just normal problems. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. So kind of talking about technology, right? Yep. Just being on your phone. Kids... I mean, it's one thing for us, the way that we grew up, yeah. mm-hmm. but, like, they're just in it. Yeah, like, for it's, sure. You can't turn off social media. It's always there. The internet, Yeah, you turn it on, like, you can't turn it off. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for kids who are coming up and who have ADHD, from what you've seen, yep. what are some challenges for them when it comes to, like, basically technology? Yeah, so it's being hooked on it. Because you, like, you need that substance, you need that, like, that thing you attach to. So the challenge is, is for kids, is they, once they're into it, they're engaged, right? Yeah. And it's hard to, like, wean off of that. Um, I guess, like, with my own clients, I haven't really seen too much of that. For the most part, they're pretty good at, mm-hmm. at least with the clients I work with, they're pretty good at coming off of that. And as long as you replace it with something that's exciting, right? Sure. So, like, if we're getting, like, if they're playing a game, we're getting the work, like, the promise is, like, hey, we can get back to it, and I get to play with you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's their reward, like, oh, hey, like, if I do this... Not only I can go back to it, Jake is going to join me, and that's a lot of fun. Okay, nice. So it's mainly, like you said but before. Like, yeah, but, like, you see it with a lot of clients or, like, with kids who don't have, like, those skills mm-hmm. or who aren't, tra- like, who aren't in the system yet to help with those skills. They're, they come in, they're attached to tablets. Yeah. Especially if parents who use, like, the tablets as, like, their saving grace to, like, distract them, which... Like now, kind of somewhat being a parent now with uh, my stepson, like, oh, I understand like why, people, like why uh, like parents use tablets or TV and screens to help because when they're on and they're attached on it, it's such a break. So I understand like why parents do this, but sometimes there's an over reliance on it, and once those kids are just attached to it, yeah, yeah. it's so hard to break them off. Oh yeah, yeah. it's so hard because I've I've seen it like the worst is worse. Uh, there was. Uh, two clients who are just uh, t- their brothers they came in they like if you took the screen away they're throwing fists yeah and there's it, hell for it yeah and it, like it took it took years to even like get them a little bit off of it where they're like they can get off a few like 10 15 minutes without it but it's still like they yeah. need it like it was it was definitely it comes across as like i don't, I don't want to say addiction but like it's it's such a needed thing. Yeah, there's something there that the way that I see it is, and it's not just kids, but anyone really um, who is attached to some form of technology. Yeah. Just how you said you come home from work and you're on your phone, you're trying to wind down. There's something about this mm-hmm. that is well soothing. Soothing, yeah, yeah. for sure. So, I, and I play a lot of Pokemon Go, and that's like my soothingness. Like that's what soothes me is I'll go after work. I'm I'm just driving around. And I'm playing. If I need like that moment of calm, like yeah, I'm going. Like if I need that moment away from the household because my uh, stepson or like my girlfriend love them both. But sometimes you know you just need a break. Just need you a need break. break. Yeah. I'm like I'm gonna go out and I'm just gonna drive around for like an hour. And that's like that's my soothingness. That's like mm-hmm. that helps calm with the ADHD. So I guess to go back to answer that question, that's uh, that's one of the things that I do is. I find healthy activities yeah. that help me like calm down. That, that mm-hmm. kind of turns off the brain. Kind of slow bit. everything down a little bit. Yeah, and that's a lot of basically what it is. It's just finding that what can slow down the brain. What can because with ADHD, like especially when it's really really bad. This week it's been really really bad. Yeah, and I don't even notice it half the time. Like it just I just live. And then when I look back, I'm like, oh, I was very hyperactive at that moment. Oh, oh, my brain is just firing constantly with different thoughts and ideas Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just it's overwhelming where like you just need something to just like shut it off yeah that makes sense you mentioned it and i completely forgot about it 
Can you tell E about your experience with Pokemon Go and how you do not fuck around? <laughs> yeah. Go. All right. Um, God, where do I start? There's a whole lot there. <laughs> so, uh, Pokemon Go, how much do you know about it? I, I um, actually, when it like first came out, I was doing it for a while. Yep, yep. So I'm pretty familiar with it. Yeah, so I've been playing pretty much since it started. Uh, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll take like a month or two off where I'm just, like, I don't play that. Yeah. I'm very casual with it. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely not a casual player. So one of the <laughs> things I do is I like taking gyms. I like golding gyms, yeah. right? So I'll drive around. And basically, in order to go to the gym, you either have to be in it for about 21 days or you have to do what is a raid. You have to do 30 raids or you have to f uh, feed it, I don't know, like 10,000 berries or something. I don't know what the numbers are. Or just a mixture of all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you need like 30,000 gym points and you get gold. And so one of the things I started doing last summer was um, I started trying to gold everything in Sync Cloud. Really? Yeah. And there's about... Um, last I checked, like 270 some gyms in the Sinclair area. Yeah. So that was my goal: is to drive around and gold all these gyms. And now I'm at a point where I'm just golding the new gyms that are coming up. So this, <laughs> this whole year I spent uh, golding these 270 some gyms. Wow. And on my lunch break, I tend to like, go drive around. Uh, I started I started going like some of the smaller towns around Sinclair. Yeah. And so I'll drive there and I'll do these gyms and. Um, me and Rose, uh, co-worker, <laughs> when I, I, I said, all right, I'm going to go take some gyms. And then she's like, how many gyms have you been to? Five. She thought I was actually going to gyms to work out. Oh. Like, she thought I had like a uh, workout problem where yeah. I'm going to five different gyms. She's like, how many gyms are there in St. Cloud? Uh, like 260. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. <laughs> Just completely off. Yeah. Wow. Dang. And here's the thing, like I'm like with uh, my girlfriend being pregnant, like uh, I'm gaining sympathy weight too. So <laughs> it's not even working. <laughs> so I'm going to all these gyms and I'm not even losing weight. Oh man. Oh yeah. So yeah, no, I don't mess. I don't mess around. Uh, if someone's constantly taking me out of gyms, one of the things I'll do is I'll, I'll find them and I'll take them up <laughs> every gym. And I'm not even the worst one. Uh, there's another player in Sinclair who's uh, he's he can be pretty bad. He's, yeah. Other players know him as like the gym bully. Really? Know? Yeah. Where like if you mess with him, he will find you in every single one and knock do you, you out. So do you know this person or you just? Uh, I know him. He's a nice dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, for all the Sting Cloud players, they, they know they know who Jon Snow is. Oh, okay. Yeah, name after the Game of Thrones. So yeah. they, they know who they know who the account is. <laughs> and they don't they don't they don't usually mess with them. Yeah. But me and him are cool. He, he helps me out. I help him out. So. Okay. It sounds so intense, but it can be. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine like, I, I haven't played it in like so long. Yeah. I, like I forgot so, it was like a, a so thing. I didn't, think it, I didn't think it was like still. So gold here's here's really. the thing. Um it's when you think of Pokemon Go, who do you think typically plays Pokemon Go? Kids, like kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not kids. It's not the opposite. Yeah, it's it's older uh, older adults that usually like because I remember Pokemon. Like I've had every yeah. one, so I was in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people that I played, the average age is somewhere between forty and fifty. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and so like I, I told you the story, Ro. Yeah, but I've been jumped by an old man before. Really? Yeah, because <laughs> I took the gym and I wouldn't let him back, and he drove up to me and yelled at me. Really? <laughs> what? And it didn't happen once; it happened multiple times, oh. and sometimes it'll happen like so serious in the middle of the night too. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 
when he says I don't fuck around, I don't fuck around. Because <laughs> this, this, so this old man, he uh, he lives outside of St. Cloud. He'll come mm-hmm. in and he, he doesn't really mess with me a whole lot. He messes yeah. with the, the John Snow. Yeah. So he messes with, and this is just the account name. Um, yeah. But he he. They, those two have beef, and he'll go around. And he'll like <laughs> knock the, his him out of his gems because yeah. they have like territory gems. You don't mess with those. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll mess with those gems, and then he'll he started messing with me too. Yeah. And then he had like this route, and so like 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, all right, I already know where this dude's going. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like following him, but I'm not following him. Yeah, I'm yeah. just following his gems, and I'm like maybe like five, ten minutes behind, and I am, uh, you know, taking him out of every gem. <laughs> And then he started taking me out of my gyms because I know where he's going. Yeah. So I take him back. And then there was a there was a situation where like he was coming back around and I saw him. So I made sure like I hid in my car in the dark <laughs> alley, turned it off, <laughs> and he started taking it. And then you, you can defend your gyms by burying. Oh, so okay. you feed berries and they their hearts go up. Yeah. And so I'm hidden in this corner. Yeah. I I can see him at a distance. He's trying to like bite it. And he does he's like looking for me, like, what is this dude? <laughs> Why was he burying it? And I have like two accounts at this time too. So he's like, he wasn't getting the yeah. gym. But the 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 most like satisfying moment is when they drive off angrily. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. And then five minutes later, I went to find him because I was like, I'm tired. I need to go home. Like, <laughs> dude, can we just have a truce? Like, can I just have these gyms? You can have this one. And, like, and that always works. I don't know why I don't just start with that. <laughs> so here's the thing. You could be aggressive. And I started being aggressive like when I first played. And then I just learned that, like, hey, if you just find them and you just talk to them, most people would agree and help you with it. But that's the point. I mean, that's the point it's of competition, right? It's not, it's not as fun. Yeah. yeah. It's more fun to be a dick. <laughs> but it's more efficient and more like you make more friends by being nice. So I've been doing that re- more recently. Yeah. It's a better strategy. Yeah. Also with gas prices, this. this <laughs> <laughs> I was driving over there. I'm like, you're literally driving all the way around St. Paul. Right? Uh, not, not as I mean, much. Uh, St. Cloud. Yeah. Uh, I, there's this gym like on the side of like Sock Rapids. It's like in the outskirts of it. Yeah. And I hate driving. It's like a 10, 20 minute drive just to get out there and i was going to message the person because he lives there yeah and he uh it's there's this thing called a coin gym so after eight hours you get your 50 cents or your 50 coins for the day Uh, a friend of mine calls it the 50 cents because it's right you're basically earning 50 cents a day yeah to spend on uh raid passes or whatever and I kept getting taken out. I'm like, I just want to gold this gym, and I'm sick of driving out. And I was going to message the person, but the person messaged me. He's like, hey, are you golding this? I'll, I'll just leave you in it. I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> I'm so sick of driving and wasting money going out there. Please leave me in it. It's been two days now. I'm very, very thankful for him. <laughs> oh, that's oh, interesting. Man. Now I'm waiting for the old man to find it, because as soon as he finds it, it's <laughs> fucking boring. See, here's what I find interesting about this, though. I had no idea it was real yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So if it's like this out in the cloud, <laughs> right. you, you get where I'm going? Like, mm-hmm. I can only imagine what it's like in the cities. Right. Just see somebody, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. I'm waiting for the... So here's the thing. Uh, there's, um, there's an actual newspaper article about... Uh, this is the same dude that jumped me. <laughs> <laughs> this Oh, my God, this dude... And also, this dude actually also has ADHD, too. Sure. So I had some real-life talks. So. So, so I feel like you guys are rivals, then. That, like, that's what it we really are, is. We are or not. I made, I made several truces with them, so I don't know. <laughs> Last time I seen him, we had a great conversation. You but said yeah. truces. Like, usually with a truce, it's just one. No, no, no. 
<laughs> no, he actually, we talked recently. He's like, hey, I saw you in that new gym. I was like, which, which, which new gym? He's like, well, this area. I'm like, oh, okay. I left you in it. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. You, left, you left me in it? I'm like, why? Yeah. He's like, okay, did you take the other people out of the other gym? Oh, yeah, fuck them. <laughs> it's like, I took them out. I'm like, all right, well, good for you. And then, like, for a day, you left me in it. And then a couple days later, it's like, like, because uh, my other friends, uh, John Stone, like, my other uh, friend who's, they work together. They're like, why is he taking you out? Did you make a truce? What's going on? Yeah. You know, they're, they're thinking, like, uh, you know, I made, like, another truce with them. And I'm like, nah, you just left me in it. Just, I don't know just why. Just got respect in these streets. Right? I guess. And then two days later, it's like, hey, uh, he's no longer leaving you in gyms. I'm like, I see that. All right. In mind games. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Pretty much. Was, him, that's what I'd be doing. I'd try to mess with the lines going on. Mm. Okay. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and it's amazing all at once. I just want to see it in real time. That's what I really want. But so you've never like even played it? I've played it, oh. but I'm talking about like oh. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it doesn't this. happen often. It's not like an everyday uh, thing. You make it sound like it happens. <laughs> like oh, you wake this. up and you're like, all right, who am I fucking up today? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> when I got really into it, but now that I I've Golden most of the gyms, I've, I've relaxed a lot, especially with like gas prices the way it is. It hasn't been like that for a while. And gas, gas is fucking up the Pokemon Go game. Yeah. Oh my god. You can't, you, can't, uh, you can't drive around anymore as much as you want to. But see, that's why I bring up the cities because they're scooters. So True. people, people not giving a fuck. It's like I don't need to drive. I gotta go zoomy zoom. <laughs> I wish we had scooters here. That'd be nice. That'd be sweet, dude. I think I've seen like one or two of them, but I don't know if it was like someone's People, personal scooter yeah. or yeah. if it was like, it looked like, what is it called? Um, not bird. Um, like Lyft or? Like the scooter. There's a certain like brand of scooters. I thought I saw like a specific brand. Lime? Yeah. If you find that, let me know because been here. I thought I saw like one or two of them and I was like, oh, I really hope uh, St. Cloud's getting it. But yeah. Um. Oh my God! Sorry, getting off topic here. Back to the question: Do you have any questions at all, E? Nah, not about. <laughs> my brain is on Pokemon now. I got, so, I got so many. I mean, I can take you out. Uh, I can take you guys out playing. It's just, it's. I don't know if if it will be that exciting unless yeah. unless the old man strikes. It's not really. Uh, it's not that exciting. Yeah. Typically, <laughs> typically it's just a bunch of random players that take gyms, and sometimes you can get it. Uh, I know certain areas. Uh, so my I'm Team Mystic, so I'm blue. Um, there's a couple. There's a lot of uh, Valor um, players, so there would be areas that's mostly Valor. So if you go and mess with those areas, it can get pretty intense, pretty fast. It's gang shit. Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's gang shit. Basically, I got flipped off by some like random dude because I kept taking his gym. <laughs> okay, it gets it gets real out here. I. I'm definitely gonna go with you one day. As right. soon as you, I know you're gonna say it. One day you're gonna be like, "All right, I'm gonna hit a couple gyms for lunch." I'm be like, "I'm coming too." <laughs> well, I know which gyms to hit if I, if you guys want some uh, conflict. I know which gyms to hit. <laughs> My friends won't be happy, but I know if I hit those gyms, there'll be conflict. Here's what I find interesting about Jake: you're a good, you're a very good dude, and you're very kind. But when it comes to certain things, you'll like you're you're ready for it. Like you oh, want yeah. smoke, you do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't shy away from smoke. <laughs> so that's funny. Makes life a little more interesting. Yeah, that's, that's something. <laughs> um, but no, going back to the conversation here. <laughs> yep. 
uh, dial it back. Talking about kids and technology, you know, what's, how can I ask this? Where do you think kids are headed, especially for those who have ADHD? Because technology isn't stopping. It's going to continue yeah. to grow. Um, I don't necessarily see technology as like a negative thing. I think it's, it could be very positive. It's just us as a society learning not to be addicted by it and mm-hmm. living off of it. And that's getting harder and harder because everything is yeah. technology these days. That's true. Um, I know parents are like, we're not giving our kids phones until they're 16. Like, good luck with that. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to give your kids a phone or a tablet or some kind of device. Yeah, I, essentially- see, I see like toddlers and babies know how to navigate. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. dude. Or- kids, yeah. Like a lot of my clients, like they're nonverbal, don't know how to talk. Yeah. But you give them a tablet, they know how to do everything yeah. on there. It's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. And I don't, I don't see it like as a negative thing. It's just learning to adjust and make it's sure just that the we're. Times. we're- yeah. I agree that it's not a bad thing. But it's the way, well, there's just a lot of us. There's a lot of humans on this planet. And not everyone, I hate to say this, but not everyone is conscious in the way where it's like you have to be careful of what you give your kid, what they see, and stuff like that. So it's a lot harder to manage what your kids see or can't see. And parental settings are nice, but if you have a kid who's intelligent enough to get over that, it's so hard to um, manage what they watch. Mm -hmm. So, so then how you say that technology isn't, it's not a bad thing. And I don't disagree with that. Yeah. But how can we use it for something that's more on the positive side? Yeah. I mean, we see it, Every day, like uh, schools now all have like their own laptops, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, back in when we went to school, we had uh, computer labs mm-hmm. and we were learning how to use Microsoft Word. Uh, we played a lot of like games that way. Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail, for sure. Uh, I'm trying to think of like, uh, I remember the game with like two fish. I can't think of what the what it's called. What? No? No. Kids game, two, like two fish and you go around and you like answer math problems. Oh, oh. Right? Okay, yeah. vaguely sounds familiar. That I can't. Math, <laughs> yeah. I cannot think I of it. Think I, of know what you, I know what you're talking about. We're really showing our age here. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like with technology now, like kids, they have laptops. Uh, they, 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 you know, uh, with school. Um, information in general is crazy now. Like yeah. Back when I was, like, we had to wait like 15, 20 minutes just to get like one little Google search with dial up internet. Um, or you have to open up an encyclopedia and get information that way. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, as we have that opportunity, we just Google anything. Like, we have a question, we, we get it instantly. Yeah. So it's very helpful in that way with kids because if they, with homework or anything, or with the, they're like, hey, what is this? Or like, why is this the way it is? They can just Google it. It's right there. Yeah, so we live very much in the information age where information is just instant. We have it instantly if we want it. And that, good or bad, um, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't really see it as good or bad. Like, I see it for what it is the pro, but the con of it is, like, they have um, that availability for anything right mm-hmm. and for a parent that's kind of, that can be kind of scary you feel like oh my kids can be learning any information and we can't quite control it yeah 
You can. I mean, there's ways to do it, parental settings and all that. But, but it's harder. Sure. Um, e, with your experience in the... Well, I'm sorry. First, I should ask, do you have any questions? No. Um, your experience working, you know, in the high school, I'm kind of curious to know, like, because we talk about challenges and stuff all the time, but what have you seen with with the people that you work with, how have they used technology in the positive, especially for people who have behaviors? Um, I mean, well, it's, honestly, it's like, it's just, that's, it, like I said, it is what it is at this point. Like, um, you can, we use it for so much. Like, mm -hmm. it's a lot of, it's all positive, really. Um, the only negative part of being in a school with technology is kids on phone. You know what I mean? On phones at the wrong time, like during class, and you know that's really the only issue. But mm -hmm. it's a distraction. It's a distraction, yeah. And as far as um, as far as just using the technology, there's so much now, man. It's like so much they can do. You know what I mean? Lessons, like mm -hmm. everything, and then like behavior stuff. Um, it's just kind of finding, you know, that whatever can occupy them in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, just kind of. Just kind of, what do you call it, uh, like reset them, redirect, you know? Yeah, redirect. Yeah, so, um, no, but it's all, it's, it's technology is like, it's all positive. It's just, like I said, like how you use it and how much, you know, like you won't, you won't do a whole class lesson on, on you know, using it. But it was hard kind of because when we went online, it's all we had, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it made it a little harder, but um, yeah, it's just like... It's a lot of give and take with it, you know. Like you get what you get out of you. You get out of it what you put into it, you know. Sure, I got you. Okay, um, I think I, I think you've answered all of my questions, sir. All right. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This was very informal. I would yeah. say that I, I learned, learned a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have one last question for you. Do you have basically like any words of wisdom or any advice? For the, for the future generation out here coming up, yeah, uh, just in general, or um, when it comes to you know behaviors, but specifically around ADHD. Yeah, I guess I don't like have any like specific um, for those who have ADHD, like as an adult, uh, just learn what you can and be very try to be very um, aware of your own problems and mm. how and figure out ways to solve it in a healthy manner. So figuring out hobbies that are healthy, not necessarily trying to rely on um, substances. Mm -hmm. um, realize how it affects your everyday life. I guess we didn't really talk talk about uh, how it does affect uh, like my everyday life too. Yeah. I guess that's one of the. Well, uh, if we have time. Yeah, like, we got time. How yeah. does it affect your everyday yeah. life? Yeah. Also, and can you add to that? Like, does it? Do you? Has you have any time have you felt like it kind of held you back? From anything? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, a whole lot, honestly. So, um, where do I begin? So, I'll just start with one of my hobbies. I really like writing. Okay. So, uh, I've written a lot of different comic book scripts. Yeah. Um, so, I have like twenty or thirty titles that I have started and that haven't finished. Really. And that's one of the things that what happens is like. I'm really good at like coming up with ideas. Yeah, and we can talk about a uh, podcast idea that I have too. So you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. um, I love creating stories. Yeah, uh, to me, that's like an easy thing. You give me, um, you give me a prompt, and 
maybe not so much on the spot. That's also an ADHD thing. Whereas if you get put on the spot, your brain just goes blank. Yeah. So I don't know if I can do it on the spot, but typically if I come up with a prompt, it's not hard to come up with a story. Yeah. But what's hard for me is it's writing that down. It's taking the time to write out papers. I struggle writing. Okay. Not so much because I can't write it and I'm not good at it. It's more just the fact that like I get, I have my motivation to do it. Mm-hmm. I will write down how many pages, but somewhere along the way, it just I just lose it. Yeah. Especially with phones and technology. This is where technology is bad. Where or like the phone, because I'm constantly like the phone, and as soon as I seen something, boom, I'm lost for like yeah. 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. And it takes me a lot to get back. Um so that's one of the struggles that I have is when I try to go back to a paper or going back to work documents, or if I'm going back to writing the stories that I want to write, even though I've, like, I have this one issue, this one story I call, it's called Maze. I have eight issues written. Nothing's drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've been working on issue nine for three years. Really? And every time I get back to it, even though I have the outline, even though I know exactly how the story goes, I just can't find myself to write the dialogue because mm-hmm. it's a really plot-heavy issue and i just have a hard time just writing it down because i'm always constantly in my head of all right how do i want to write it how how do i want to work it It, it's not fun anymore it's just it's like work and it's hard for me it's a that bridge is like almost gone it's hard for me to cross it Mm. um so yeah it's it definitely holds me back Uh, my last job that i did i was a behavior consultant um it's a lot of paperwork so it's a lot a lot of paperwork especially what we're we we don't have like it was just two of us for the most part. There was mm-hmm. three, but the that person, the person who got me the job, she left. So there's just two of us, and uh, it's very much like at our organization, the people, the BCBAs, they do uh, what they call functional behavior assessments. Yeah, that's what we mostly focus on, and so it's just a lot of writing, and it, it takes. My supervisor, the person that I worked with, it takes them like four hours to write a certain like document or 245D documents or whatever we're working on. It takes me like twice as long mm. because it I don't have like the motivation to do it. Yeah. It's challenging. It's new, but it's not an interest of mine. And if there's not really a deadline, like we make our own deadlines. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard for me to get those papers done it's really hard for me to get those like those documents especially when you work with people who have a very particular way of doing things yeah it's it, it's hard mm. so i struggle with that a lot and i end up like going to therapy too to like hey what are some techniques for me to help me out get through that little because I'll, I'll literally just stare at the computer for like hours yeah. and that's yeah. what I would, I would go to work and that's all i have to do is just write this document it takes my supervisor like two three hours to do it it takes me like the entire day and sometimes I don't even finish because I'm just there staring like staring and I just can't find myself a way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's tough. And I mean, even when you you actually get yourself to do it, right? Yeah. It took so much energy. You're just done. You are, yeah. And I'll come home and I'm like, I'm just stressed. Yeah. Like that the six so months I worked there, I was just straight up just stressed constantly. Yeah. I I definitely understand that. And I, I guess I find that very interesting. Shit, I should look into this a little more for myself. But um for me, I've been I've been diagnosed with like anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it, it can get pretty bad. But I noticed that when it comes to certain things like that, not how it used to be, but projects or even just mm-hmm. functional assessments, 
I would find myself doing that as well. Either I'm putting it off or just in a blank stare. Yeah. And then actually doing it, like, I'm glad I got it done, but I'm tired. And I'm already thinking about the next one. It's mm-hmm. like, fuck. Yeah, because like, that's just one, and you have how many other documents, too? And that's right. that was yeah. like the same with that job, too. It's like, all right, that's one of 20 projects that's on the line, and I'm struggling with this one, and then there's 20 in the future, and there's, it's just that's just the constant with that job. Mm-hmm. And so, it gets, I mean, it gets easier. There's definitely techniques to help me with that, and like the therapist that I saw like help me with that. Um, one of it's like listening to music, and not necessarily like music that is yeah. that you know, but like more atmospheric music, not yeah. a lot of lyrics, or it's like new music where I can just zone out. Um, chewing gum helps. That's interesting. Yeah, because it gives... So with ADHD, like typically you have like two pockets of your brain that you have like um, entertain essentially. So if you're focusing on a paper, you have another piece of your brain that's like in la-la land, like they're thinking. But if you listen to music or if you chew gum, it occupies that second spot of the brain. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the interesting things is too is like it, like I can be fully engaged in something, but there's always like a second part of my brain that's like elsewhere. Yeah, and so conversations, conversations is hard, and I feel like I mastered the art of pay, like making it seem like I'm paying attention. And for you guys, I'm I'm definitely engaged. This is new, but when it comes to um, you don't have to lie, man. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, dude. <laughs> but uh, so. I do it with my parents a lot, and I feel bad. <laughs> my parents, they, te- they tend to tell stories that they always, they, they, you guys know this, or you guys probably experienced yeah, this. Yeah. Like, hey, Dad, I heard the story like the fifth, sixth time, or six times already. But my dad's like, no, 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 let me tell you again. <laughs> like, all right, all right. So when this is happening, my, I've mastered the art of listening, nodding my head, and my brain's elsewhere. Like, sure. I'm not paying attention. I don't know what he's saying. Actually, I do know what he's saying. It's the same story over and over and over again. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's one of the things that I have a hard time sometimes paying attention when it comes to the conversations. Or if it's, like, in school, that was a hard thing for me to do was pay attention. I remember chemistry in high school. Love the teacher. He's very entertaining. But, like, the I just didn't care about learning about chemistry. Yeah. And he was very much a teacher where if you don't learn the first day, it's, it's just you're lost. Yeah. And that was something that I struggled with because my Especially brain. That subject too. Yeah, and I'm just like I'm not interested, so like I'm elsewhere. I mean, I'm creating a story typically. Or yeah. Something. You're working on something else, basically, yep. up here. And then sense. my other part of the brain, it's you know pretending like it's engaging with whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's another way that ADHD mess or is part of everyday life. Okay. And it's learning. Especially when it is very important, it's learning to like, hey, hey, you got to pay attention. Yeah, how do you bring yourself back? Those are the things um, that you got to work on. You just got to catch yourself, you know, like mindfulness, basically. Yeah, yeah. just being aware. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we can touch on the relationships too, because I know that was like a key topic you mentioned. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there was one thing that I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Talked about impulsiveness, right? Yep. Um, that was connected to something else that you said and I thought it was interesting like you're trying to I know we're jumping around but you mentioned having like a, a desire for something like you're trying to satisfy a part of you right yeah. um a want basically mm-hmm. so would a relationship fall in that same category Ooh, yeah <laughs> so hard okay so this is the struggle with uh, relationships and i always thought it was like me 
but learning like learning with about ADHD again or like relearning this mm-hmm. just, as you guys know um two years ago I somebody I had an ADHD episode where I had a few of them actually within a short couple short months and I think I realized I have it often, but I never like I don't realize it myself unless somebody calls it out. Mm-hmm. And it's a situation. It's basically where I'm. Ju- I can't keep it on one topic. I'm like a squirrel, constantly going here, here, here. Um, I just remember being with a friend. I had uh, one one beer. We all had one beer. I was going to Wendy's, and for some reason, I was like up here, like I was just bouncing. And he was driving, and we were. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I kept switching the subject. Like if I saw a billboard, I'm like, oh, that's an interesting billboard. Oh, look at that car. Oh, look at the trees over there. Like I kept bouncing. He's like, are you drunk? Like, did you get <laughs> drunk off one beer? I'm like, no. Like, I'm like, I, I shouldn't be drunk. I don't think I'm drunk. I, I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I was bouncing and I had no idea what was happening. A couple months later, I was hanging out with a lady friend and we were, gonna, we were trying to figure out what to eat. And for some reason, she wanted me to pick where we were going yeah yeah i freaking hate choosing <laughs> like i don't care where we eat i love food like i will, I will eat anything yeah not so much like today but like i would i will you know eat anything and we we're trying to figure out where to eat and i was again i just couldn't keep on the same subject it took us it took me like an hour or it took us an hour to figure it out because i kept switching the subject and like oh uh Burger King would be good. Oh, uh, cows, this. And like it just yeah. kept going down the rabbit holes. And she just turned to me. He's like, Jake, what's going on? Like, you just keep bouncing around. It's like you have ADHD. And like in that moment, it clicked. It was like, shit, no, I do have ADHD. I just yeah. forgot about it for 17 years or whatever it was. And it wasn't until recently where I started doing more research and I realized all, all these issues stem from ADHD. A lot of it was relationships and jobs in itself. It works kind of the same. You know those four um, planks of motivation? I used to say pillars, but planks makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's very much, when it comes to like relationships, when it comes to jobs, it's very much there. Because after a certain point, and I didn't know this until recently, like it is an ADHD thing. There's like a two to four year window where you just get bored of the relationship. And it's not like, it's not like because of the other person. It's just, it's no longer new. It's not so much challenging because after a few like years or months or whatever it is, you kind of find your groove. Yeah, and it, things just slow down, but like you just don't get the same like sensation as before. Yeah, so that's the thing that I was wondering about. I mean, we we talk about relationships a lot, and yeah. one of the things that we even discuss is the the levels or the stages of a relationship, mm-hmm. right? So, for someone who has ADHD and they get they're in a relationship for some time, they're yep. used to it. Do you have this the, this like gap where you're just not into it anymore because the honeymoon phase is done? You're yep. no longer infatuated? Yeah. So the honeymoon phase is like the greatest phase of the relationship. Not the greatest phase, but like it's the most exciting. So you're, it's a high. Yeah, yeah. You're learning the new person. Like you just want everything you know, to do with that person. Like mm-hmm. you have free time. They have free time. Yeah, let's spend it together. Whereas once that high is over and you start to like living with the person – Especially when you don't have like milestones to achieve, you mm-hmm. know, because initially there's like those uh, milestones, right? There's the honeymoon phase, there's the getting to know each other phase, learning family, different friends, and then you um, move in together. Maybe you can engage, maybe you get married. But at a certain point in between those milestones, there's like a gap of nothing, right? There's nothing to really look forward to. Uh, maybe you, there's not like a vacation. Like there's just like that gap. 
And like when that gap happens, that's when it kind of, there's like a lull period in the relationship. Out of curiosity, when it comes to a situation like that, you know, the gap part, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, it could be anybody who, who's diagnosed with something, but since we're talking about ADHD, mm -hmm. when it comes to this particular time, does chaos come in? It can. Okay. It can. Um, not so much from like my relationships. Usually, it gets, it gets. I get dull. I would say, like, I get into a point where, like, I'm just living life. Yeah. And I come home if I'm living with the person. Okay. Um, you know, like, I'm not looking to do like, I'm not looking to learn from the person. I'm just like, hey, let's just chill. Like, let's just do, let's watch TV, let's hang out, let's play video games. And I think like I just get stuck in that phase, like me in particular. But here's the thing about ADHD. Um, like there's a higher chance of like cheating. Mm. So those who have ADHD, they are more likely to cheat on their lover because they're looking for that high. Yeah. And that's something that I never really had a problem with, but like earlier in the relationship. So my uh, past relationship, my first main relationship, I did ended up breaking up with a girl because I was so interested in everybody else because mm. there's, uh, I started like that's when I started like coming into myself. That's when I started got my confidence kind of came in. Mm. Um, and I was very, and I was, oh, no, that was afterwards. Um, just got to think about it. I had to think about it a little bit. But though, no, I just like my confidence came in and I was getting a lot of more interest in, or more interest for females. And I just, it wasn't like I love this person. Like, I very much loved her, but it was like, it, it just wasn't satisfying for me. I was bored and I'm like, I couldn't explain it. And I didn't know what it was until about like, re until recently, I didn't know why I wanted to break up with her, mm -hmm. but I did. And it was to essentially date and that we took a break. That's what I said. Like, I don't know what I want right now. I just know like I'm bored. I'm not getting what I need and I'm just interested in other people. So I want to take a break. I want to start dating other people and figure out what I want mm -hmm. and at the time i didn't know i didn't know but now looking back it's like yeah i just i was bored i hit that phase where we're in the wall mm -hmm. and i was searching for that satisfaction elsewhere mm -hmm. it's very interesting that you you touch on that because for people our age or even like young adults i'd say coming up the number one not number one but one of the main questions that's always asked is like why do people cheat yeah and you know, people kind of give their reasons, whatever, but you're saying from this stance, like talking about ADHD, mm -hmm. it's deeper than just, oh, I want to fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're, we're searching for that high. We're searching for that, um, that satisfaction that we once had and that relationship that we're currently in. I've never cheated. I've never. Sure. I've, I've sure. had, I've had <laughs> moments where I wanted to, but I've, I've never done it myself. Uh huh. Um, but I've, you know, ended relationships because of that reasoning. Well, I mean, at least you recognize that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that, that was just like a, a morale standpoint. I never wanted to cheat. Like, I just didn't want to do that to a person. Mm -hmm. I respect it. Uh, sir, do you have any questions? I see the gears turning. Yeah, no, I'm good, though. I'm good. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. But uh, the touchback a little bit, too. Um, Work workplace is also very similar to relationships. Yeah, and that and that aspect of uh, depending true. Yeah, depending true. on like where I'm at. Like if it's a job where it's like the same thing over and over and over again, I can't do it. 
Like I have like a, maybe a year where I'm fine. I'm a great employee. Mm. Um, but after that, it's not like I, I still do the job. I still do like the primary, what I need to do, but I get bored. And if I get bored, like I'm not going to do um, like the secondary Above stuff. And beyond and, yeah. Like yeah. I'm just there. I'm here for a paycheck. Yeah. I'm a, I'll, I'll be satisfactory, but it, like nothing else. See, okay. That's funny. Not to switch gears too much. Yesterday, I thought about you, and in our time as friends, I thought about when you got the job at Fridley, and I was like, that man has been there for almost a decade. Yeah. So, talking about this, like, yeah. boredom and stuff, what is it like for you now compared to how it was before, in the beginning? I mean, it's, it's different because I'm doing different, I'm in a different position, you know what I mean? So You switched it up, like yeah. you moved around. Yeah, so, um, actually teaching. You know, it's just yeah, a lot yeah, different yeah. than mm-hmm. being like a, a para or, you know, behavior. So it's, it's, it's different. It's it like, um, I can, it here and there, like this, it just like, this has been a crazy year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fucked up for everybody, but, um, it's, uh, I actually like just enjoy what I do. You know what I mean? Like, cause no day is the same when you work with kids. Y'all know that. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. Like yeah. you never know what you're going to get. So it's like, it's interesting. Like it's, uh, it's been cool though. Like. I, I enjoy it. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. There, oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, that's why I really enjoy this field. Because yeah. No no day is the same. Yeah. And the job that I was thinking of when I was uh, explaining where I get bored, I was, like, we're, I was working in a kitchen in a hospital. And it was, like, mm, yeah. in my yeah. first, like, few years, I was all over the place. Like, I had managers fighting for me, like, in different positions. But mm-hmm. as soon as I got stuck into a corner, like, a little corner, and, like, yeah. this is your place of work, and you're going to do nothing else for your time here, then I got bored. Yeah. But this... Uh, yeah, working with kids, like, no day's the same. No. And it definitely switches it up. Well, shit, I mean, that even makes me think about people in corporate jobs, right? Mm-hmm. They're stuck in a cubicle. Yeah. And you kind of hear stories over there, yeah. what happens. So it makes I, sense. Yeah. And uh, words of wisdom, like, if you have ADHD, just find find a job that entertains you. Yeah. Find yeah. a job that is different. Find a job that you're more or less satisfied with, and it's... And uh, that can occupy, find a job that occupies both spaces of your brain. Mm. And I would say our job definitely does. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus. Um, <laughs> sometimes good, sometimes bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw the look in your face. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not bad <laughs> um, all right. Should we do last call? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Um, you've been listening to our podcast, so you got an idea of what last call is? Uh, recap. So last call is basically where we recap our conversations right. and what our final thoughts are, what we sort of take away from okay. a session. Um, you want to start? <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> um, I got so much from this conversation. I'm yeah, like, oh. like I can see it. Yeah. It's happening. Um, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that, that we discussed. But... Um, one thing that I would that I got to take away from is talking about relationships and that that high that you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people we all know about infatuation and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but the deeper meaning, the deeper reasoning, yeah. I think that is overlooked a lot. We don't understand why yeah. we're we're kind of searching for that. Yeah. So for those who are listening, I would even just say, you know, take a moment, stop, 
reflect like why do you want to pursue this relationship or why do you want this person because i've said it multiple times you have to be careful of who you're getting involved with they could fuck up your life or yeah. even the other way around you could fuck up theirs right. so yeah that's uh, that's good advice i think that's uh, younger me i wish i had that advice and would take it in because there's a lot of relationships where I look back and like why why was I with this person yeah and I can answer that question now but it would be a very important answer that then mm-hmm. and it would help me kind of break up relationships that I shouldn't have been in the first place yeah so I like that what do you got E? Um, I think just it's it's kind of just like uh, how you put it it's it's real important to like just kind of know yourself and know who you are mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of like what I got from that like you just you seem like you're you're very aware mm-hmm. you know what I mean and um that's that's like super important especially like when you're dealing with like day-to-day stuff like people like work like you just gotta know like all right I can handle this and I can't handle this right now yeah you know yeah. what I mean yeah and kind of just separating yourself if if need be and that's uh that's just interesting to me man like um, just like, like say you, you, you're in like for, for me, I do a lot. Like you, you mentioned the, you, you got, a, you started a bunch of comics and haven't finished. Mm-hmm. I do that a lot where I got some ideas, but I just never, you know, never follow up, yeah. you know, or never just follow through with them. Yep. Um, and so that's just one thing I'm working on myself as well. So just kind of, ha- just kind of getting into my own awareness. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for sure. Right, don't try to take on too much. Or maybe you can take on a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just kind of find that balance. Find mm-hmm. that balance. Yep. I think it's important, man. So yeah, that's that's just it's pretty interesting. No, knowing your limitations. Knowing yeah, your knowing your limitations. I like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's really important. And uh, I guess like figuring out what motivates you too. True. Uh, figuring Very out like, true. hey, I want to do these things. So I know um, I listened to the episode that you guys recapped uh, Kendrick Lamar's new album. Yeah. I think you mentioned you want to do uh, paintings. Yeah. 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 Uh, how's that going, by the way? Not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get that. I've been there. I'm doing that. Not now. too good. Not too good. Um, and it's crazy because I got I got time right now. Like yeah. And so now I'm like I, I tell myself every day like all right man let me just go pick up some canvases or you know mm-hmm. and just like once I have it I'll but it's just the the point just the process right now for me that's it's really getting across yeah. that motivation yeah. bridge yeah. And, yeah and you don't have to have ADHD that have problems with crossing right. that right so I think yeah I think the big takeaway is just understanding like um, there's that bridge sometimes it's hard like one forgiving yourself if you can't cross yeah. it because yeah. it that's is a big hard. one that's a big one yeah um, especially if you have ADHD you have less planks to work with if mm-hmm. you're uh, I guess normal or neurotypical or i mean i guess everyone has problems so it's right yeah but like knowing your problems knowing your limitations and realizing like okay i want to cross this bridge how many planks do i have do i have yeah. enough to cross it and if you have enough to cross it like being able to push yourself to mm. do it and finding that motivation to get across absolutely absolutely okay that's some wise words uh that's it e can you bring us home all right um there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yet another episode of Symposium Podcast, episode 73. Thanks to our guest, Jake, here for coming through and spreading that knowledge on us. Um, I go by the name E. Wright. Rose Gold. We are the Symposium Podcast. Till next time. Episode 73. See y'all later. We out.
Awesome, man. Cool, 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 cool. Hey, this was fun. Uh, so one thing we